0: Hi, and welcome to the first full episode of Wait You're a Scout. This week, I'm interviewing the lovely Daniel Warrington from Sixth Barkin Dagnam and Assistant District Commissioner for Scouts in B&D. So with this episode, I thought I would take, you know, the advice you would give to a writer or someone starting a blog, stick to what you know. So I thought I'd pick someone who conveniently I lived with, so men quite easy to get hold of, and two from an area I know and someone I know quite well. So uh, this is my interview with Dan. I hope you enjoy. Hi Dan and thanks for agreeing to be on the first episode of Wait, You're a Scout. Um, so again, thanks for coming on.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: <laughs> um, so let's start from the beginning. When did you join scouting?
1: I began... I- Started at the age of ten.
0: Okay, so in straight into scouts or into Cubs first? A
1: little bit of Cubs.
0: Okay. Um who introduced you to it?
1: It was at the da- it was at the Dagnam Town Show and came across a fate and decided to sign up. Knowing that some of my friends were already part of Scouting and went along and had a try in the September of that year.
0: okay, cool. Um so that was sixth barking in Dagenham, right? Yep. Where you're now a scout leader. Yep. Oh, so they must have done something right to for you to stay all right, yeah. <laughs> so have you scouted the whole time because i hope you don't mind me telling the world but you're in your late 20s now mm-hmm. um so have you scouted that whole time taking your time off or
1: uh i've taken no time off really i had maybe a lucky half a year at university when i tried to join a local group that didn't work quite work out okay so stuck with my group back home joined them when i was at home during the holidays and then carried on from there.
0: Oh great, okay. So they were quite accommodating of you, like just tagging along when you could when you were home and that sort of thing. Yep. Oh, that's yep. great, good good to hear. Um, so what are your current roles in Scouts?
1: So I'm currently a Scout Leader at the 6th Barton and and I'm currently an Assistant District Commissioner for Scouts for Buckland and Dagnam.
0: Right. So for those that have no idea about Scouting whatsoever, What do those roles actually mean?
1: So the Scout Leader is responsible for putting together the program and looking after all the kids in the Scout section, which is aged between 11 and 14. And then the Assistant District Commissioner for Scouts looks after all the Scouts within the district for Barkland and Dagenham.
0: Great. What do you do for a day job?
1: I work in finance for a technology company.
0: So would you say it's scouting helped you get there or would you think it's one of those polar opposite, but that's why it works,
1: situations? Um, they kind of merge in some ways. So a bit fair bit of the admin that is involved within scouting matches up quite nicely to finance. Um, and I guess the bits that have helped me are things like working with team other people, um, some of the leadership stuff and being able to step up when when needed um, and then like communication and everything else it definitely brings you out of your shell gets you going
0: All Right. and um, what's your like favorite memory from scouts because everyone's kind of got that one they go oh yeah that's when i knew that was it i'm in this for life
1: i think one of my many trips to denmark and meeting up with the our friends from denmark have been one of the highlights of the trip or of my years in scarring, um, knowing that there's there's always people that we can go and visit in Copenhagen and and spend some time with and when we meet up again every other two three years that nothing's really changed or they just you should roll on with people you haven't seen for so many years so that's quite nice
0: so yeah um, Barking and Dagenham have this really like unique relationship with a group in Denmark can you tell us a bit more about that
1: yeah so about 50 odd years ago um, some scouts from the 21st Barking met up with some scouts from the little town of Betahoy, um and they decided to try and start this this exchange camp going whereby every couple of years either the English or the Danish would go to the opposite country um, and they'd spend one week camping and they'd spend one week uh, in each other's homes So home, hospitality. Uh, It started off with people traveling by boats and writing letters to communicate and everything else. And then since then, it's grown. Um, We've had more and more people turn up and um, the communication has changed. We can now Skype each other. So, you know, communication has improved. Um, The exchanges are, are growing in number. Um, it was like
0: 102 this year wasn't it or something insane yeah
1: it's one of our one of our bigger years and we definitely um yeah we were, we were fortunate to be the host country this year we were we were we faced the challenge of housing 56 danish scouts which is um which was interesting um,
0: yeah <laughs> we didn't exactly have 56 scouts exactly did we No, <laughs> home yeah <Nowhere> near
1: enough. <laughs> but it's one of the many challenges and and to see the openness and the the, the ease in which they just go, yep, that's fine. Whatever, whatever works, whatever works. They're they're very relaxed people, and it makes the whole thing really easy. Um, and to see the fa- like to see the change in in Scats faces when they start off really shy and, and unsure of things, um, and of, of these other people about how they're gonna like, be in their houses within a week, and then by the end of the second week, they're they don't want to say goodbye to each other and all this other stuff. It's, it shows just how much things can change in a little bit of time. and so what how we can old deliver.
0: were you when you first went over to Denmark?
1: I was 13 when I went over.
0: So still time. a scout or? Did you still a up?
1: scout.
0: Oh, okay. Do you still talk to like the guys from your first camp in Denmark?
1: Or? Mostly, yeah. If they haven't already moved on, then I think uh, there might be still some from my first years. Um, Whether or not they remember me, it's a good thing, (laughs) but, yeah, I think it'd be 14 years of going to and fro, it's um, a long time to be involved in some people's lives.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because you and uh, Peter from that group are, like, insanely close.
1: Yeah, so I first met him when I was 16, so 10 years ago.
0: Wow. (laughs) It's definitely one of, like, the amazing things about, like... B&D and what you do like
1: it's one of the it's one of the different things that we have um, in, in in an area which is sometimes challenging to give the the best of scouting to to its youngsters it's one of the, the better things that we have and it's maybe one thing which we'll keep doing but we we're, we're building on we're trying to add different experiences and, and extras onto not just this one big thing that we have. Um, and of course, Scouting has there's a lot more events every other year. Um, so we're always trying to offer different things, not just to our youngsters, but the Danish will be offering different different events and different activities to their youngsters. So, yeah.
0: Cool. So I already hinted that you are in your late 20s, so you're 27. Um, to be a Scout leader, like actually in charge of a group at that age? It seemed quite young. Like, how did it all happen? And how do you feel about that?
1: Um, it happened kind of, ultimately, well, it kind of had just happened. Um, obviously when I came back from university, it would have been great to, to start off as an assistant scout leader. Um, and I think that happened for about a year. I like was kind of, kind of half learning. And then all of a sudden the, the job Fell on all the role fell on my plate, and it was like, "Can you keep going?" And I was like, "Yep, this is fine." Um, I had a very good group scout leader that, that supported me and, and let me have my crazy ideas, um, <laughs> and maybe drew them back in or wound them back in a little bit when they were a little bit too crazy. But um, we've kind of we've kind of had a growth period where I've learned what my role is, and I've learned how to deal with. Different scenarios and different situations, and and seek out the opportunities that are out there for a, a group and a district of of our current size. Um, so linking up with different people um, and trying to put on or trying to get whoever to or whatever kids want to go to things, do things so that they don't the kids that are keen and interested don't miss out, and then possibly the other kids that. Did not think they were interested? Want to go next time? Um, so yeah, over the last five or six years, um, I've grown, which means that the scout section has grown. Um, fortunately, now we're in a really, really good, really, really good place because as I've grown, my assistants have grown. So we're on a position where there's two or three sh- strong leaders within the group, um, which really helps the section out. Um, and yeah, we still get parents look at us and think you're too young. You're far too young. How do how are you in charge of my kids? But <laughs> um, I think we we turn that around with how we deliver stuff and and how they it comes out.
0: So for anyone else that's sort of like you know quite young taking on a role that you know the rest of scouting or at least parents might think, mm, are you really old enough to be able to deal with that? what advice would you give to them or how would you like encourage them to sort of overcome that fear that parents might have as you were saying
1: um don't be scared to try out new things um we are a different we are different people we have had different life experiences um and things have changed um don't be scared be sure of yourself and be like be confident um Make sure you do the simple stuff right, like communicate with parents well, get the admin right, don't confuse yourself, don't mess about, don't leave things to the last minute. All those things that maybe they would assume that you know students or young people would do, like be really lazy or don't do this and don't do that. Um, breach that gap. Don't forget parents will get younger as well. So you know, you're only dealing with older parents for so long uh, eventually, they'll be coming. Their, their, their generational parents will be changing, so they'll be more inclined, more in in line with you. Um, and try and listen to the older people or the older leaders. Um, they have a lot more experience. Try not to get them to like shut you down. Let see if you can find ones that will encourage you to do what you want, um, but will also also offer you their experience and know-how and how to put together either an event or an activity uh, and pitfalls. And also when, when it comes to difficult situations, i.e. with parents or children, um, ask the experienced leader to, to take the lead, but be in there and listen at the same time, learn from them and then maybe swap it over the next time it come, it come, a similar situation comes along. Um, yeah, learn what to say. And then go from there. Don't try and do it yourself. Make a mess of it. And then,
0: why not? So if you've got the older experienced person's advice, let take it.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and take that sport. That's really good to hear. Um, okay, so what's made you stay involved in scouting for so long? You know, a lot of the time, you know, someone in their 20s or when they're at uni, it could be quite easy to walk away, take a break, or do something completely different for a while. What's made you stick around?
1: I think mean, it's the fun of of doing the events that we do, um, being involved with other adults of a similar nature, doing the stuff, the outdoor, the doing the outdoor activities that we get to we get to take part in, um, but also just seeing that enjoyment and, and giving back to to some of the kids, which you know they 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 may not get those opportunities from elsewhere. Um, and it's only us, or it's only a few of us that come together and put these things on that enable those kids to get the chances they do and you can definitely see the change in some kids where they start off like little shy little people and they grow up and they're really confident, they're outgoing, um, and they may not get that through school, either through like peer pressure or just through not being the smartest or the brightest or the most sporty. So there might be in between a few different areas whereby school life or other life might might bring them to the forefront. So giving them a different voice, giving them a different activity, um, a different way to, to come out and, and, and get confident is, is good for them and it's good for us as well. Um, and it really can be, it's, it's one of those things whereby as a young person, you can either be really active or you can be a little bit active and it's about being able to, from my point of view now, it's being able to manage those, the younger people that I work with, the younger adults that I work with, um, to make sure that they don't feel like they're pressured into doing something. So they don't get bored or upset or, or down or, or like they haven't got a choice, but to come along. It's like, okay, we'll come along when you want to come along, come along when you want to help volunteer. Um, so
0: when you say the younger adults you work with you don't mean the scouts but your
1: other no, leaders no between right? yeah between like like the like brown students like under 25 less than 25 so they're, they're they're the ones that would be under a lot more pressure from outside of, of scouting like their own friends and stuff to, to maybe socialise a little bit more away from scouting and stuff like that and you don't want to turn them away from that because that's scouting is only one part of your life and it should be the the whole of yeah. it um so it's allowing them to come and go when they when they please and getting the best out of them when they're available um and not feeling like they're forced to be doing stuff and uh, maybe that helps me out with my scouting because i was always quite fortunate that uh, we met on a monday night um and not a lot of socializing happens on a monday night
0: yeah monday's not really monday's more of a recovery day from the weekend isn't it so yeah so. <laughs> mm.
1: So that was always an advantage, and and I've always been quite lucky with um when I was a student and did a bit of scouting then, and and when I've been at work, people have always been really receptive of of my scouting and volunteering. So it's helped me manage both things. And you take as you get more and more input impo- uh, and more and more um, active, you you might have to say no to some things, but then. You're also trying to build up a team of adults around you, whereby you can start taking it in turns and yeah, and have the odd night off when you need to, and and go away on holiday and stuff. And it's 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 finding that balance, and it's it's being open and honest with each other, and then when you can re- create that right environment that allows you to have those breaks. Um,
0: but it's not something that just happens overnight. You've had to like work together. Takes that. a little
1: bit of time. Yeah, it takes a little bit of time and a little bit of. Um, you got to find the right balance between people um, but if you're open with each other I think they'll appreciate that okay well look, you've had a like you want to take a, a couple of breaks during this term or something and I'll take a couple of breaks during this term it's like, and it's like okay that's fine as long as you're there for most of it or you're honest and you're open and we can plan around it
0: yeah like these are yeah. the days I'm working or having a life
1: yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so stuff like that um and i think that's how you know it's as a young person you can kind of get to do everything you want to do because um there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to do everything you want to do and still give and still volunteer as well as you can um, and it's finally what you enjoy as well if you enjoy a little bit like a lots of camping you don't enjoy like Or or whatever you enjoy camping in the summer, you don't enjoy camping in the winter. Then help do the camps in the summer, don't do the winter camps, but manage it so that okay, I'll do these. You can have the summer off and stuff like that, and and manage it that way. It's a
0: compromise. So, why did you decide to work with the scout section, not beavers, cubs, or explorers?
1: I think I think the scout section is one of the most interesting. you can do a lot of the activities that are more challenging, um, and more adventurous, um, but also you don't have strappy teenagers um, <laughs> in which to deal with. But um, no offence to uh, any
0: explorers listening or explorer leaders.
1: <laughs> yeah, hand them over before they get to that stage. But. Um, <laughs> um, Yeah, I think a lot of the challenge, I think that's a lot over the time when they're they're just starting to grow up um, and you can kind of see them change from a a young child, like a a kid mentality into almost young, like a young, a teenager, young adult. And if you can get that process right and change them from that immature mindset to a more mature mindset, um, without them losing a sense of fun as such giving them a bit more responsibility learning about how they should be benefiting not just their peers but also maybe like themselves at school and themselves outside of of uh, scouting like their family life and other stuff and just trying to mold them into good young people um by the time they get to explore age where they're busier or anyway with schools and what possibly work and all this other stuff is starting to build up on them if you can give them that right mindset going out and still having lots of fun and doing lots of stuff, um, then you have some really good young people to pass on to, to the next stage of their lives, um, but that's not to say that it can't be like, beers and Cubs can't be doing similar sort of stuff, um, they're just younger <laughs> and also i think the timing the timing and the evenings the trip meeting the meetings have got there just right for everything i do so the eight to a half nine slot is is the best time for me to volunteer and it wouldn't quite work out with say beavers because of that time of evening so
0: yeah it's the mad dash from work try and shove dinner in your face and then yeah. get to scouts yeah so um just to you know blow your own trumpet you are a um queen scout and gold dv award holder how did you find balance that because you didn't do that when you were exactly in explorers you did that later when you were more network so doing uni and adulting and whatnot how did you find that balance
1: i think it's a case of um trying to have a target in mind and trying to achieve it um and you're, 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 you can surprise yourself with what areas of what you're doing in life already that may be benefiting you so why you might not be going oh i'm doing that thing for that thing actually what you're doing is all all encompassing in, in in these awards and you're achieving without knowing you're achieving by just doing the right thing um so yeah that's it was it wasn't quite a I'm doing this on the side of everything else. It's like, okay, what am I going to do within work, your life within already. social life and everything else that means that I can do the good and the and, and achieve, but do it through what I'm currently doing with maybe one or two extras.
0: Yeah, because you did upon a, like your fitness, you did it around something that you were already doing, didn't you?
1: Yeah, so we did something called Good Gym, which is a good, like an organisation that Mix mixes fitness with volunteering and stuff like that. So you do that just because you want to be doing it, but then you go, okay, well actually that's taking off that part of the award. Um, I know you wouldn't have connected the two dots without going, oh, okay, well that's that, that. But you're not doing so because you want to get the award, you're doing it because you want to do it, and then the award is a bonus.
0: Yeah. It's quite a nice outlook, because a lot of people might just sort of look at they queen scout award or like gold db or what well, any award at any level and kind of panic at oh, i've got to do this whole list of things and i can't fit them around everything else in my life
1: do you just try and like try and find the things that you want to do and see if they they tick off stuff um and if not then go out and then seek something new but try and try and like trying to do as much as you can anyway well, if you're doing lots and lots anyway, then try and find some good out of that or some achievement out of that that you can tick off because otherwise you just stress yourselves out.
0: <laughs> now you said earlier that um, you know your work has always been quite accommodating of your scouting and sort of life in general, but how do you find employers that take it when you're like, oh, I do this thing and give up my weekends to look after other people's children or even friends that maybe aren't scouty?
1: Some of them think you're a little bit crazy. Um, some of them think you're doing too much you're working yourself too hard um, and yeah most of them still look at it and go you're, you're crazy this but then I think some of them might, maybe slowly but surely will see the good in doing what we do and they see the benefit um, of having someone that is, is like is moulding themselves in this way and yeah Sometimes it can be good and sometimes it can be just a bit of, okay, you're, you're working very hard. <laughs> because
0: yeah. it's definitely helped sort of where you are now. I know you're saying that you work in finance, but some of the other bits you've done with your current job, like the events, it definitely must have, the scouting yeah, you must definitely, have definitely You learn
1: some skills that benefit people in different ways and maybe they, they aren't what people think of straight away, but um, there's so much that we do and not so much that we can learn that, yeah. It can benefit us in different ways and you can use your outdoor skills in lots of different areas and you can use it for You know, like
0: planning a beach party in winter.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Lighting fires on the beach. It's definitely needed when it's (laughs) cold.
0: It's definitely handy to uh, employ a scout. So uh, if anyone is thinking of planning bonkers events, look at your scouts that are on your books. It'll always help. Um, well, thanks for joining us Dan on this episode
1: no
0: and uh, hopefully we'll have you back on soon. Um, yeah, thanks for that. Thank you. So hopefully you enjoyed that interview. Uh, it's always interesting hearing sort of a younger take on leadership and sort of the roles that someone's taken on and their advice as well of like taking on something quite big which is you know simply looking after other people's children at quite a young age so uh, it's definitely a lot of advice there for anyone who's in a similar situation or wants to take on a bigger role and finding that balance of being in your 20s and also leading a scout section um if you're you know an older person there's also a lot of good advice in there as well about how you can sort of support young people too and i think it generally works for outside of scouting as well you know sometimes their age divide can mean oh i'm not sure if they're you know responsible enough but actually i think it's more experience that comes into it than age itself um so if you uh, are interested in being on the podcast or know someone that you think would be amazing please do get in touch uh best way to get in touch is via twitter so if you uh, leave me a tweet at skips94 uh, so, S-K-I-P-S 94. I think that's my Twitter handle. I hope that's my Twitter handle. Yes, that is my Twitter handle. Got it right. Um, so, if you uh, tweet me any of suggestions, that'd be amazing. And uh, we'll have another episode out soon. Thanks for listening. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started.